the life of a Christian is not about realizing who we are and what makes us happy. It's literally about saying no (laughs) to our flesh, not because we're not worthy, not because we don't have value, but because we are good because of God that lives in us. Our value comes directly from God alone because we were made in the image of God. And only through Christ and his salvation can we become who we are meant to be. Hello and welcome to the Mommy Millionaire Show. This is your host, Kayla Kraft. I am a mom of three, multimillionaire, master life coach, and money mindset queen. I am so happy and thankful that you're here. I am actually on a mission to help 1 million women make a million dollars or more a year. That could be you. Every week, I'm bringing you inspiring stories to help you feel empowered, to broaden your horizons, to gain clarity and strategy on living your best life. Over at Mommy Millionaire, we pursue our lives with purpose and love and the riches always follow. So stay tuned because I'm bringing you episodes twice a week. I believe you are your biggest asset. So let's build you up today. Let's get into it. Hello, Mommy Millionaires. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to come to you today because we're going to be talking about the description of a worthy woman. And I don't know if you've noticed a change in my content in maybe just the last year. I have radically been just transforming every aspect of my life to make sure I'm in alignment with God and you know the Holy Spirit in my life. And I want to share with you a little bit about how that came to be. And I didn't want to share this part of my life because it feels very personal. And, you know, I was just like growing into it. And I really wanted to be able to share with you guys from a place of knowledge and a place of wisdom. I've known for years that I, you know, have influence and God gave me that gift. And I think for, you know, a relatively short period of time, I kind of was leading people astray from the Lord. And what I mean by that is, you know, I would say, but it's okay to add this in. You know, it's okay if we go and look at the crystal shop. It's okay if, you know, we do breath work. It's okay if you're a Christian and you look at horoscopes and all of the things. And I just started to justify and really like be okay with things that I was never, ever be okay with five years ago. and. I've repented. I've asked God for forgiveness and I don't hold any shame over it any longer. But honestly, a year ago I did. And thank God that God has wiped me clean, you know, and made me new and afresh. And I wanted to share with you how this kind of came to be. Okay. Because there's three things that happened that God really used to basically, he woke me up out of this slumber I was in. And I'm so stinking grateful for these three things, circumstances that have pushed me into this direction. Number one, I was struggling with a lot of confusion about which is what to do with my business. I was closing down parts of my business because I just felt like, oh, that's not what I was supposed to do. And just so much confusion, which 
you know, I am not a person that is confused. Okay. I just have never really struggled with that. But for like a year, I was confused about what God wanted. And I was blaming it on, you know, getting my implants removed and also just the pandemic. Right. And I was kind of like, well, that's why I'm confused. Everybody in the world's confused. And it made me search. Right. Instead of going to God's word, I was going out into the world, which is always a sign you're on the wrong path, by the way. God isn't going to lead you out into the world. Like that's never going to be the path for you, by the way. <laughs> that's very like biblical, you know, open your Bible, <laughs> go to God's word, pray, get on your knees. So I was confused. I was out to dinner, a family dinner with one of my good friends and she's somebody I do Bible study with on a weekly basis. And so we have that type of friendship where we can hold each other accountable because we're both saying we're professing Christians, you know, and that's what we're called to do. Iron sharpens iron. And she goes, you know, Kayla, it might be because you're into all this like weird stuff. You were just out and, you know, doing some type of weird womb healing. Like, what's that about? Like, where was God in that? And I was like, oh, God was all over the place. I got super like defensive almost and was like, well, God was there. Like we talked about God the entire time. We were praying to God. And she goes, yeah, but what God are they praying to? Is it Jesus Christ? Holy Spirit, God, you know? And I go, uh, I don't know. I just assumed they were praying to my God. And, you know, nothing changed in my life after that day, but it made me go, hmm, something's there. So the next day I went home and I just opened my Bible and I landed on Mark 5. And so I want to read you guys Mark 5. Mark 5 is really, really good. And I want you guys just to pray about it and see what it means to you. So I'm reading this from the Amplified Version. They came to the other side of the sea, to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. And the man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with chains. For he had often been bound with shackles and with chains. And he tore apart the chains and broke the shackles into pieces. And no one was strong enough to subdue and tame him. Night and day, he was constantly screaming and shrieking among the tombs and on the mountains and cutting himself with sharp stones. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him. And screaming with a loud voice, he said, What business do we have in common with each other, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. For Jesus had been saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He was asking him, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he began begging him repeatedly not to send them out of the region. Now there was a large herd of pigs grazing there on the mountain. And the demons begged him saying, send us to the pigs so that we may go into them. Jesus gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs. The herd numbering about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea and they were drowned one after the other in the sea. So I'm going to take a break from reading here really quick and just tell you where I was at on this Saturday. I was like, okay, God, what does this mean? Why did I open it to this page right now? I'm so confused. And you guys might be thinking, hmm, what is this about? And I'm going to keep reading, but just know in this moment, I was just praying like, God, show me what you want for me to see. I was like basically begging God, like I'm done being confused. I'm done living like this. So I'm picking it back on 14. The herdsmen ran away and reported it in the city and in the country. And the people came to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting down, clothed, in his right mind, 
a man who had a legion of demons and they were frightened. Those who had seen it described it to the people, what had happened to the demon-possessed man and all about the pigs. So the people began to beg with Jesus to leave their region. As he was stepping into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed was begging with him that he might go with him as a disciple. Jesus did not let him, but instead he said to him, go home to your family and tell them all the great things that the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So Legion obeyed and went away and began to publicly proclaim in Decapolis all the great things that Jesus had done for him. And all the people were astonished. Whoa, right? So Jesus didn't want anything from him. He just said, go home and tell your family all the great things that the Lord has done for you. He's just saved this man's life, delivered him from a demon. So then it got me starting to search in the Bible for just like more things about demons. And I'm like going down this path and I'm like, okay, what are you saying, God? What are you trying to show me with this? Please, you know, make it clear to me what you want me to see here. So then I go into Mark 9 and Mark 9. Ooh, this one's a good one. The subcaption in here is says all things possible. And this is again from the amplified version. And I read this and then I knew exactly what God was trying to say to me. It says when they came back to the other nine disciples, they saw a large crowd gathering around them and scribes questioning and arguing with them. Immediately when the entire crowd saw Jesus, they were startled and began running up to greet him. He asked them, what are you discussing with them? One of the crowd replied to him, teacher, I brought you my son possessed with a spirit, which makes him unable to speak. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes stiff. I told your disciples to drive it out and they could not do it. He replied, "Oh." unbelieving, faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him. When the demonic spirit saw him, immediately it threw the boy into a convulsion and falling to the ground, he began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, since childhood, the demon has often thrown him both into fire and into water, intending to kill him. If you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, you say to me, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. Immediately, the father of the boy cried out saying, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit saying to it, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you come out of him and never enter him again. After screaming out and throwing him into a terrible convulsion, it came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many of the spectators said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and raised him. He stood up. When he had gone indoors, his disciples began asking him privately, why were we unable to drive it out? He replied to them, this kind of unclean spirit cannot come out by anything but prayer to the Father. Wow. I mean, we serve a good God. But let's take it back to that Saturday. I'm in my office just praying and on my knees, like surrendering my life to the Lord. And this is what I read. And I go, God, what are you saying with all of this? We're talking about demons. I've never studied demons before in my life. And I just, in that moment, prayed anything that is not of the Lord, that is inside of my home, that is inside of my mind, needs to come out now in the name of Jesus. I am delivered in the name of Jesus. I bind anything that is harmful, that is from the pit of hell, to go back where it belongs. And I loose the blessings of God to me. 
I loose the love of God to me. And I literally felt the weight lift off of me. And since that moment, I honestly have had so much clarity on what God wants me to do. I've resisted a lot of it (laughs) because, you know, I feel unqualified to even just share this part of my story because I'm not a preacher, you know, but I have the right to share my experience and I know it's going to be helpful for somebody that's listening in right now because, you know, some people would be like, Kayla, you know, some of the stuff you talk about is new age. And I'm like, what? Like, why is new age bad? You know, I'm like, why is new age bad? Like it's helping so many people. Affirmations are so good. How is it hurting anybody? And this moment, reading these verses in the Bible completely convicted every part of me where I'm like, that's why it's bad, right? Anything we need, all we need to do is believe and pray. That's all we need. We don't need anything but Christ. He alone is our salvation. And normally we talk about business on here, right? But so much of being successful in your life is about thinking the right things and going into like that personal development world. But the personal development world, most of the headway that is made in that personal development world is by people that are not of the Lord. They are unclean spirits. And I want to remind you that it says in the Bible that the devil comes as an angel of light. So he comes to make you feel good. And it's not like most people that are working for the devil are convulsing on the floor. Most of them are right. And you think they're like amazing and they're full of love and they're saying, ah, love and light to you, sending love and light. All those things. That is not of the Lord. Somebody that loves Jesus Christ is going to be offensive. What I just shared with you right now is offensive, right? You're like, what? I am a sinner and I need a savior? Yes, you are a sinner that needs a savior. And I continue to read on in Mark 9, you know, where the Lord talks about you know, like, do not be lukewarm. If there is any part of you that is tempted to do wrong and to sin, cut it off. Mark 9, 49 says, for everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good and useful. But if salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty? Have salt within yourselves continually and be at peace with one another. What is your purpose? Your purpose is not to just make a lot of money and have time freedom on this earth. That's not your purpose. If you're a child of God, I'm specifically speaking to you. If you're not, you don't have to listen to this episode. We'll get back to business on the next episodes. But if you're a child of God, how are you building the kingdom of God? Or are you unknowingly? Like I wasn't consciously doing these new age things and trying to tempt people away from the Lord. That's not what I was doing. I was just like, oh, this will help you. This will help you. This will help you. And I don't know if it really helped people. I think it made people more lost for a little bit. And I'm going to spend every day for the rest of my life, making sure that people know the gospel and how much Jesus loves them and what a good life you can have serving Jesus and not serving the world. I was even reading a study that says eight in 10 Christians say they believe in the God of the Bible, but six in 10 believe in one or more of the four predominant new age beliefs, including psychics, reincarnation, and astrology. So that's pretty scary. And people have to start standing up for what they believe and not being okay with the things of this world. Like you as a Christian should be offended by what the new age people are saying because they're leading people astray and you've got to be loud about what it is that you believe. Remember, Satan 
is trying to deceive humanity. That started with a lie in Genesis 3. He said, you can be like God. So that is a lie. I don't want to be like God. Why would I want to serve a God that is like me? Uh, No, I don't have any interest in that. Life is not about becoming better and saying affirmations and being positive and having personal power. That is not what life is about. When we follow Christ, we deny ourselves and we take up the Lord's cross and we follow him. So the life of a Christian, this is like, I have to say this, right? The life of a Christian is not about realizing who we are and what makes us happy. It's literally about saying no (laughs) to our flesh, not because we're not worthy, not because we don't have value, but because we are good because of God that lives in us. Our value comes directly from God alone because we were made in the image of God. And only through Christ and his salvation can we become who we are meant to be. If you're somebody that's listening in right now that has been struggling with confusion, you're living in fear, you're doubting yourself, maybe you're successful. You know, I mean, I know a ton of successful people that listen into this, but they're using words like, the universe showed me this today. And, oh, I'm a cancer. I'm a this. I'm an Enneagram 8. All of that stuff. You are unique. You're not just some little tool and a person that got put in a box. God made you specifically for such a time as this. And I know that the right people are going to hear this message and it's going to make you even more on fire for the Lord, being radical, being completely sold out. God does not like lukewarm. It's either be hot or cold. Lukewarm, he's disgusted by. So choose to be hot. Choose to go all in on your faith and know that you know that you know that our God is not a God of confusion. Our God is very clear about what he wants you to do. If you just open up your Bible, more than you open up that personal development book, more than you read your business books, God will show you what he wants you to do. He will make it very clear. He will bring the right people into your life. And this is extremely important. Be careful who you listen to. If you feel something is off in your spirit, then it's probably because it is. If you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit living and indwelling inside of you and always like be armoring up. How this happened, you know, was I wasn't armoring up. I was slowly starting to make compromises in my walk with the Lord. And it started with booty yoga. Then it went to meditation. And those were all things I swore off for years saying that they were ungodly. And it was just little things like that, that I just started opening, 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 and having a reason to justify it, still saying I was a Christian, all of these things. And I could tell you right now that I didn't realize, I believed that I was. And God woke me up to my own sin because he loves me enough. He was chasing after me. He wasn't going to let me go. And he loves you just as much, right? He's chasing after you. He wants you to live a life of fulfillment, working for him, you know, building his kingdom. And so with Mommy Millionaire, it's like, okay, it's become very clear to me that my path is to teach women and to show them about time freedom, to teach them about financial freedom, but to do it in a way that is honoring not just the talents and gifts that God has given you, you know, and honoring him in that way, but honoring your God and kingdom purpose. God has given you a specific purpose. He has a specific reason for you and how you are building out the kingdom of God for such a time as this. Be quiet, listen in, see how you're supposed to do that. The more money you make, you can give to more people, right? You can give to more of the ministries and you can create with that. 
more Christians need to be making more money right now. And we're not going to do it by manifesting. We're going to be doing it by following the will of God, period. End of story. And if it's meant to be for you to be rich, you will be. You got to make good decisions. You have to honor what God has called you to be. Be obedient and it will come. I am going to put some resources in the notes section of this podcast because I know I put a lot out at you today. And I'm sure we'll do some follow-up podcast episodes to this, but open your Bible. If you take anything from today, open your Bible. I love you. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way through on the Mommy Millionaire Show. Make sure to subscribe anywhere that you're listening to podcasts at. And if you happen to have iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a review of the show? And of course, make it honest. (laughs) I know you're going to give me a five star, right? That's the way that we get this message out to more and more people around the world. Remember, as you do that, whatever you wish to receive, you have to give it first. And so giving a review, you know, something good is going to come your way today. Take the time and do that. Plus, I know you're the type of person who wants to really help people live their best life as well. So you could copy this link, share it out there with your friends, share it on social media. Remember, people need to be inspired more than ever right now. And I know you can help me on this mission. Thank you so much for being a part of the Mommy Millionaire podcast. Until next time, make sure to go after your dreams by being the person you were truly meant to be wealthy, happy, peaceful, and full of life. Love you.